0: The last one on my list is Hitalia.
1: Oh God. Uh, oh God let me, let me Let me drink my coffee to get the bad taste out of my mouth. Oh <laughs> and not even the coffee tastes good. <laughs>
0: Nayo by the artist Suné O'Hare. This is the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, episode
1: 154. Just keeps climbing. Just keeps yeah, climbing. Yeah. We are broadcasting. keeps going on up.
0: We are broadcasting live from Japan, and our sole mission is, and always will be, to make your anime addiction worse.
1: Just about worse. Just as just bad as, it as it coffee is.
0: Joining me tonight is the ever excited, ever hyper Roko. Yeah. <laughs> Roko, do you have a drink of the night tonight?
2: I do, in fact. It's what is it? It's a special drink. It's a special drink. Uh-oh. It is, drink of the night. It, is a, it is a home brew. Roko himself brewed this beer. And it is an mm-hmm. Imperial IPA, which I was going to to name Hoptimus Prime. But that name's already taken. Oh. So mm. instead, for now, it's just uh, Slippy J's Imperial IPA.
0: Slippy J's Imperial IPA.
2: And it's very hoppy and delicious. I
1: like it.
0: I like hops. I like so the name. maybe I would like it. Um. Well, yeah. a- and, of course, Mitsugi is joining Chiaki.
1: Yes, and I am not having something as fancy as an Imperial I- IPA. I am having Nescafe because it's the morning it in is. Japan.
0: It is
1: Very difficult <laughs> to get up and do this in the morning Oh much, man Much harder than doing it at night
0: The next drinking o- yeah. episode will definitely have to be on a holiday for us Because I don't think I can start drinking at 10am any other way
1: I do I do enjoy doing this at night So doing it in the morning is a little bit of a throw off But It's super dark and cold out here Did you know that in, yep. J- in Japan By the way, did you do the websites yet?
0: I, I haven't. Okay, We're please, kind of going on please, tangents. Please do. Please do. All right. So, you can find us uh, at aaa aaapodcast.com, iTunes. Please drop us a rating on iTunes, especially if you like us. We love reading your reviews. I read them. We do. Facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast, <laughs> where all of our live episodes and events are put. And where we actually broadcast live on Ustream T V forward slash channel forward slash anime dash addicts dash anonymous dash podcast. But if you can remember AAA podcast dot com, you can get links to all of those other wonderful ways to find us.
1: Okay. So okay. what was all I right. saying? Oh yes. In, yes, in the winter it will when when it becomes colder, it will start getting dark in Japan at four PM.
0: Actually it Sorry. gets dark in Japan almost at four PM now.
1: Yeah, it's starting because it's because the sun rises here at like four a m., four a.m. because because it rises in the, in the in the east, and so by the time it's four o'clock, it's all the way over on the other side of the world. So it's it's dark it's been dark over here for ages.
2: It's yeah, so desolate. Uh, it won't get dark like that up here in New England until like
1: I don't know January. Well, we also won't have you know. We're still at, we're still at about five thirty or six. 40, 45 annual inches of snow. We will not have that. No, you won't.
0: All right. So, new forum members, welcome, Blaze Kikashi, boss of all bosses, and Sake Bomb. It
1: was Blaze Kiz- Kizashi.
0: Oh, my sorry, Blaze Kizashi. Bomb. I apologize. Blaze S- Kizashi. I'll I'll have my favorite be boss of all bosses.
1: I obviously Roko's is a sake bomb.
2: Sake bomb. <laughs>
1: obviously. Uh, I, I by default I I will take Blaze Kizashi, but I guess that I would have picked that anyway. So really, yeah, because oh. you like to blaze. I do. Speaking of blazing,
0: speaking of blazing,
1: one minute tangent. Did you hear that uh, that marijuana is now completely legal in Washington and Calif- and Colorado? Yes,
2: yes, it is.
0: Actually, I think it's completely legal in like twenty five days or something well pretty it will be completely legal
1: if the world doesn't end in twenty five days, I think marijuana will be legal in many more states very quickly it's an it's now
2: i I, I think it probably will be too. It'll be interesting to see what happens now that see,
1: yeah
0: I'm expecting I'm honestly expecting the first month is gonna be crazy. I'm expecting the first month to be crazy. I'm expecting every hotel room to be booked and smelling like pot and every pizza joint to be working around the clock but But like but like then after that I don't think there'll be any difference
2: like after there will be a difference you know what the difference is? the difference will be is that it's still federally illegal so you can still most definitely get fired from your job for having pot in your urine Hmm. uh, because you are under the influence of of an illegal drug uh, amongst other discriminatory acts such as that such as um oh oh yeah, if you have a medical card or have a history of smoking marijuana, you're not allowed to own a firearm hmm. uh, mm-hmm. that's another thing, okay, it's,
1: that's becoming all the rage now. well, more about this later when the world does not end, okay mm.
0: coming to um, you live uh, when the world doesn't end
1: trivia, trivia, what a hard one this yeah. was my you, last you are just busting out these brutal, the only reason I knew this one was because. Only this particular anime has such weird coloration.
0: <laughs> um, it's a terrible
1: anime, too, by the way.
0: This was my last anime of the old Japan trivia, and it was Kaido Maru. Those of you who got it right, the whopping five of you Mad Tyrant 1384, Tanoshi, Kakashi Lover, Dino Animasaurus, and Astrophysics. And the winner is Kakashi Lover.
1: Ah, uh, yes. Ah indeed. She's out saving animals. Yes. Congratulations.
0: Congratulations. Congratulations.
1: Congratulations. Congratulations.
0: Um I'm not sure how we're doing prizes right right now, but we'll find out and get We're with still you.
1: doing prizes.
0: I figured we were, but I'm 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 not quite sure how. So uh the new theme, which will probably go up over this next news break, is getting tipsy.
1: Oh, in honor of Rocco. Yeah, we're making homebrew. By the way, I will say that
2: uh, Roko's homebrew is quite delicious and seductive and tasty and alcoholic. And seductive. Seductive, even. It is
1: seductive. By the way, Roko, uh, Nelly in the chat, I believe it was, was called for a 12 days of sausage. I'll have to rehearse for that. So it is the Christmas season is coming and in fact Japan already thinks it's Christmas.
2: Yes. Perhaps perhaps I will have to remix the 12 days of Christmas song. Oh. The 12 days of 12 the 12 days of bratwurst. Mm.
1: Sounds quite nice. Yes. Mm. We should yes. we
0: should all we should all make our own Christmas song so that way you cook. can go go caroling with the AAA spirit in your heart.
1: You
2: got to you got to you got to cook up the sausages and some butter, right? Right. So, that they're dripping, so that they're dripping with the grease and the buttery creaminess. Mm. But- so,
0: birthdays. <laughs> yeah. Happy birthday to Tajador. Happy birthday License Happy birthday. to LOL. Oh, Sweet 16. Sweet Yay. 16. Yay. And oh, yeah. Chiaki is awesome.
1: You are so conceited. <laughs> License to LOL.
0: Sweet uh,
1: 16. Happy birthday. Happy birthday.
0: Happy birthday.
1: Your birthday music? You go out to the, to the bars with your sister's fake. For the last time, yeah, probably. You can get
2: hammered like every other 16 year old. Yay. Happy birthday to you. Birthday.
1: Okay, that was nice. That was nice. Yeah. Only three birthdays? How does that happen?
0: I don't know. Maybe not many people were born this week, apparently, who like anime.
1: I guess that's true. I mean, based on the number of forum members we have, there should be at least 25 birthdays a week. But I guess that doesn't really happen either, so maybe people don't input their birthdays.
0: That is possible. Birthdays are not mandatory, just fun. That's true. All right, and we have some An Almighty Anime Mailbag.
1: Oh, dear Lord. Or the
0: AAA Mailbag. If you want to submit a mail- mailbag, go to the main page at aapodcast a- a- dot and click on the tab called mailbag. It's just that We easy. love
1: mailbags.
0: Mailbags. So oh,
1: lots of mailbags to do. Well, mm. some of them are short. That's and okay. I see some us. interesting ones here.
0: Um, we should come up
2: with a we should come up with a catchy mailbag tune.
0: Ooh, mm. I, I can agree should. with that.
2: So should. the first
0: mailbag comes from Naval Otaku. Naval Otaku writes, I'm stationed here in Yokosuka, Japan, and I was wondering where you are now streaming out of. Hope you enjoy your time here. Oh,
1: such an easy one. Thank you for the easy warm-up question. We are... This podcast now broadcasts live from just south of Tsukuba.
0: Yes. We are broadcasting in the Iporaki Prefecture, which is just north of Tokyo. I see uh, Yokosuka is on the other side of Tokyo Bay. So it's probably (sighs) two and a half hours apart, depending on the trains.
1: You see that? The Uh, Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast has already started to dominate Japan.
0: Yes. And
1: I have given a number of business cards to my students.
0: You know, I gotta be honest. Nice. If if you're an AAA listener and you are in Japan, let us know. Just send us a mailbag or send us a contact or... Um, my personal email is a at gmail dot com, which is on my forum signatures and and all of so creative. everything. I know it's really original.
2: I
1: know. But
0: um, I mean, if you're in wow. Japan, let let us know. Even if you're like, I'm up in Hokkaido or I'm down in Kyushu, because maybe like we can plan a year in advance, like a meetup somewhere or something for funsies. Because Japan doesn't have cons like America does, where they have cons every other weekend, which is kind of nice. Not gonna lie. Um, hmm. But, uh, yeah, it could work out. We're so close to Tokyo, and Tokyo's a big central meeting place. So. I know of
1: several people that are located in Japan.
0: Yeah. Whose names what?
1: will go unmentioned, but you know who you are. You know who you are.
0: So, yeah, hit us hit us up. Let us let us know if, one, you would be interested in some kind of Japan meetup, and, two, uh, where you'd want it to be. And that goes for people who are planning vacations and stuff, too. If you just happen to be in Japan, maybe you're going to get lucky. Meet up with us, or... You know, if you're going to be in Tokyo, we're not far from Tokyo, and we can meet you that way. So, yeah, that's the moral of the story.
2: I'm going to take the second question.
0: All right, go for it.
2: It seems like a very Roko question. (laughs) Does it? Shakespeare asks, if you guys changed to the opposite sex, what would your username be? Now, by username, I'm just going to assume any kind of username and not my AAA kind of like alias. Uh, so I'm going to go with, um, longing for sausage or, or gaping pink abyss 6969.
0: Oh my God. Okay. Let's, Broko, say, wow. let's say, I, I interpret it to be our AAA handles. Wow. So those, those were, those were worth sharing. Um, but what, what would you change your AAA handle to?
1: Wow.
2: Uh, I'm still speechless. Mm, go, you go around. I'll come back to me.
0: Um, let's see, if I change sexes, uh, I would change my handle to, I don't know, maybe Takumi. I like the name Takumi. Oh, that's right,
1: because you're a guy.
0: Yeah, because I... Oh, I'd, yeah, 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 Takumi. Takumi. Like,
1: like, like Takumi Fujiwara. Who? Initial <laughs> D. Oh, uh, yeah,
0: he's yeah. pretty cool.
1: By the way, Initial D, Fifth Stage just started. And I will probably add that to my impressions. And I saw yeah the other day I I saw two count them two, AE86 Torino Sprinters.
2: Yes. It was pretty cool. Awesome. This. It
1: was pretty cool. So yeah, that car actually exists here. Okay, so I would probably change my name to something, and some name I I perceive to be sexy like Fumika or something like that. Fumika. Wait. Fumika. Fumika. I- I, I- it's not as quite as funny as longing for sausage, but but if I was you actually know
0: Fumika is longing for sausage. If I was
1: actually a girl, it would be difficult to introduce myself as longing for sausage. That, that, <discard> the, that, the neighbors might not approve. They, they'd be like sausagey. Nandake?
0: Nanda sausage. Nandake?
1: What? what
2: Sausage. Uh that that would be. I guess that would be more like my uh, my trolling username. Okay. All right, Roko. I, I guess I'd probably pick something sensual
1: like Nika. Nika. <laughs> Is it my turn? Nika.
2: Nika. No, you.
0: Uh.
1: I didn't read that one. Roko read it.
0: Oh, that's right. I read the first one. You're Go trying to it.
1: strip me of my mailbag reading privileges.
0: Yes, I'm. Um, yes. Oh man.
1: Okay. It's women. They strip you of everything every time. Dead Rabbit writes. Hi, folks. It's great that you can get back to me. I just wanted to know what you think about an American who has been an artist all their life and drawing anime and manga. Should fans accept their work as anime or animation? I'm in the midst of putting my work out there and don't want to be ridiculed because I'm American. Thanks. This is kind of a Chiaki question.
0: Um, I don't know. It's it's a perception question, though, so it, everyone can answer on this one. I. I know that over here there is a stigma against American artists who are manga artists, who um, because... And and the reason why there's a stigma is because there's kind of... People are stupid? No, well, people are stupid. Um, But because there's a history of Americans coming to Japan being like, oh my god, I want to be an artist! And the Japanese consumers are really hesitant to... Consume a manga if they know that it was written by America, just because historically they
2: don't um, like Americans.
0: Well, just historically, they're they're either not they're ne- either not as well done. The translation was poor and awkward. Like if if a non-native English speaker, like Japanese writer, tries to do it to Amer- to do it to English, and then um, and then it comes out wrong, rather than like hiring someone who's who's really who's you know, bilingual, like truly bilingual, to translate it. Um, or like, the other thing is, is that the American artist might not like meet the acclaim that they were looking for, and then they quit um, after only producing one or two things. So over here, um, I know, because I've, I've, I've talked with people about it, like I've, I've talked with Japanese people um, about American artists who are manga artists and things like that, and Really, like, all of them say that they kind of, they kind of watch, they kind of look at American artists and they think, you know, they, it's not that they won't consume their stuff, they'll just give them more time to put more stuff out before they put too much stock in it, and, like, and then test the quality, and then if they like it, we're like... A you know a Japanese manga they might pick up and go hey this looks cool and then like just start reading it where if it's written by an American they might pick it up and go this doesn't look bad but let's see how it looks and let's see if it's still okay in like four editions if they're still going.
1: My opinion is that anybody who puts their their hard work and passion into something like making artwork, n- no one like that should be ridiculed ever. That's so true. So, If that's if people if people ridicule you for doing something like that, then that person is obviously of an uncultured mind and shouldn't really be taken seriously anyway. So it would be best to not even care about what people like that think because they're just they're beneath you. Yeah, and the big they're big buttholes.
0: And the Japanese perspective that I was talking about is not um, it, it's it's not a ridicule sense. It's just they're leery about it because in the past American artists just haven't. Haven't stuck around and haven't put out as good of work as the Japanese artist, aside from a you know a select few. Um, but uh, I think if you if you really if you really want to um, if you really want to to work as a manga artist and that's what you want to do or your friend wants to do or whatever, um, I really think an apprenticeship at a studio as an animator. Or an apprenticeship with a mangaka for a few years. That's, I mean, that's what that's most most of the time what artists do over here. Unless they're like a dojin circle that becomes really popular and then goes off on their own. But like most people start work as an apprentice or as like a peon, basically, to someone, and then learns the trade that way. Before unless going you're
1: Go To Miyazaki, yeah.
0: yeah. Which even his father didn't approve of.
2: I-, I would like to interject with with a little bit of awesomeness that just happened to me. Okay. I was taking the last sip of my homebrew, and I and I got as something popped into my mouth. I pull out a solid, raw, uh, hop leaf. Delicious.
0: Awesome.
1: Yes. That was very enlightening. So, yeah, as it should be.
0: That is, that is the, an- my answer to this question. So. Th- but, if you love it, don't... You don't give a damn what anyone else says or thinks.
1: So please submit mailbags on via the mailbag button on the on the top page of the website. Yes, we love mailbags and we read them. We do. Um, we,
2: love,
1: we we love bags of mail.
0: Before we go into our first news break, I just want to give a shout out to all the people who have donated in the past couple months. We have had because, some
1: large, large donations. Yes, and we thank you graciously.
0: Because without you guys, I mean, the show would keep running, but with you guys the show can the show can keep running without draining our currently depleted bank accounts cuz we just moved. Um so a big 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 aaa thank you to Samuel A, Cameron L, yeah. Matthew M, Jose O, William J, Greg W, David L, Andrew T, big shout outs to George H and Harashi P or Harshi P. Harshibi. Harshil. Harshil. Harshi. Harshi. I'm 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 trying I'm trying to make your name into Japanese. I'm sorry.
1: It's 10:30 in the morning and it's too early for this. And you should be awake.
2: Where's your coffee? <sighs> yes.
1: Yeah, so for those of you that for those of you that made massive donations, thank you yes. very much, and there'll be some kind of recognition yes. in some some in some form to come. And um, nice. yes, because our hosting service again told me that we are killing their server. We buy a second server and yet we still kill this first server. What do you want from me? Oh <laughs> no.
0: But if you decide to make a donation, any donation from $1 to $1 million is welcome. Though if you are donating a mil- if you have a million dollars to donate, I can probably recommend a few good charities at that point. Those send us like a couple hundred.
1: Um like for some reason, the for some reason <laughs> the 10 terabytes a month that you do in bandwidth is killing our shared server. And we're having server stability issues for our other members. <laughs>
2: Um, okay, are you
1: serious? that's what they told me, but uh, How, wait, so we go through 10
2: terabytes a month now.
1: Yes, it's been like that Holy for a god. while. Oh my god, without the videos, I had to, we had to buy a separate, a separate server.
0: Yep, but um, what was I going to say? I was going to say that, um, yes, big thank you. And if you want to make donations, just go to our main page, com. There's a button on there for donations. It's just that easy, um, and we greatly appreciate them. So,
1: what are we doing today?
0: Today, we are talking about educational and historically accurate anime.
1: Difficult topic.
0: Then You're we cool. are doing some impressions on a bunch of stuff: uh, Suki uh, Suki Inayo, Robotics Notes, Boso Shinki, and Tonari no Kaibutsuken and some reviews on Ginga A Kickoff and Kill Me Baby.
1: Kill me baby.
0: Kill me baby. So stay tuned, cause we'll be back soon. you first-generation anime fans out there. This is Chiaki and this is your anime news break. First up, the third Berserk feature film, Berserk Golden Age Arc 3, Descent, will open in Japanese theaters on February 1st, 2013. Tickets with bonus extras will go on sale on November 17th. Character designer and chief animation director Naoyuki Onda drew illustration of Guts Griffith, Band of the Hawk, Casca, and Charlotte for four bonus A4-size clear file folders. The trilogy's first film, Berserk the Golden Age, The Egg of the King, opened in Japan this past February. Viz Media holds the North American license for the film series and will release the first film on DVD and Blu-ray this November 27th. In other news, anime director Yoki Kamitsubo has recently revealed that To Love Ru Trouble Darkness would be his last work in the animation industry. He had revealed last month that he worked on the second To Love Ru Trouble Darkness episode under a pseudonym. Kamitsubo worked as a director or chief director on Hitamati Sketch, Abnormal Psychology Seminar, and Soft Knee. He worked on scores of other titles in different capacities. Are you sad about this, or, given the nature of Tolovru Darkness, is this something you're happy about? Let's chat about it on the forums. And in other news, this year's 23rd issue of Kodansha's Evening Magazine has announced that a second season of the Yondemasuyo Aselsan Television anime has been greenlit. The second season will reassemble the quote-unquote dream team from the first season, director Tsutomu Mizushima of Holik, Bludgeoning Angel, Doroko-chan, Genchkin, and Girls on The broadcast gate date, new cast members, and other details will be announced in the magazine and on the anime's official website as soon as they are decided. So if this is something that you're excited about, you know how to find it. And speaking of new seasons of anime, this year's 50th issue of Shogakukan's weekly Shonen Sunday magazine announced that the magazine will reveal a surge of Sunday anime product project adaptations in 2013, which title or titles will be adapted into anime and other details will be revealed over the course of eight consecutive issues. Current series running in Shonen Sunday include Zettai Kaden Children, Rinne, Hayate the Combat Butler, Magi, Hime Hajike, Silver Spoon, The World's God Only Knows, Tadashi Kodomo no Kata, and many others. So, maybe there's a manga that will be getting an anime adaptation that you love. This was Shiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. Don't go anywhere, because we'll be back to the show soon.
1: So you want to hear people talk about Japanese cartoons?
0: You know, Anime.
1: But you think the other anime podcasters just aren't nerdy enough? Sounds like you need to join forces with the Anime World Order.
0: Where each week, three self-proclaimed experts offer you reviews.
1: Of titles both new and classic, news and commentary, rants, convention
2: reports, interviews with fandom,
1: and some hentai and yaoi for good measure.
2: So search for anime in
1: the iTunes Music Store. Or visit our website at AnimeWorldOrder.com.
2: Anime World Order. Revealing the truth about anime, one podcast at a time. Hey, Steve Bloom here, voice of Spike Spiegel, Vincent Valentine. Leron from Gurren Lagann. And I am a total anime addict, dude. <laughs> Tune in, or else.
0: back to the 154th episode of the Anime Addicts
2: Anonymous podcast.
1: Oh my god, 154? We're we're one of those old podcasts now.
2: We are. We are, we're still freaking awesome.
1: Holy! Man, 154. I guess when you do them once a week, they they pile up fast. They do. And and we need to do another hentai episode soon, and I have a great topic Uh, for it.
2: We need to do like three in a row, so that we can just have them done. Yeah, well, I so could we do that. can actually release them on time. <laughs> I Probably could do a that good idea.
1: after uh, after the podcast tonight. Why don't you and I t- talk about an hour we can spend this week doing them? Sure, I would
2: like to announce very quickly that there is a, that there is now a new beer of the night because homebrew is precious and you don't get, you don't get drunk on homebrew. <laughs> Sam Adams Winter Lager.
0: Oh, I do like b- Sam Adams.
1: Very Boston me, so I feel right at home. You are in New England, so it does make sense. I'm also in Boston, so... And the Patriots just won today, so everyone's happy. Yay! Yay! Okay, so...
0: Alright, so...
1: Difficult topic, and I think we should clarify the topic before we do it.
0: Sure. Um, a show that, as requested by The Black Tiger, how about a show where you discuss anime that can teach you something? Maybe shows that accurately depict historical events or different cultures that you can learn things from?
1: So I interpreted this to be not only historical animes that have literal historical um value mm-hmm. to them but also mm-hmm. animes that could be construed in some some strange unrealistic way to actually teach you something. You know, whether it be how to how to build, you know, how to how to survive a zombie apocalypse. You know, spoiler.
0: Which maybe is a good place to start.
1: Yeah. So Sure. So It, it, it was just, it was too difficult to come up with enough shows that, that were historically accurate enough to have a whole topic about it, so I spread it out a little bit for the fun of it. Plus, hardly anybody probably has seen those shows, so the topic would probably be less fun for everyone. But, mm. High School of the Dead, How to Survive a Zombie Apocalypse.
0: Because you know it's coming.
1: It could be very well come. Did you in fact
2: know that that in 50% of human beings, there is uh, a parasite that lives in them that uh is also lives in some uh, mice or rat, or they're rats sorry, and it makes it it mind controls the rat and they're running into its natural predator a cat where it reproduces in its in its like intestines, so it's like you never know like when a couple couple of those select mutations might occur in some of that DNA. Or it starts to like mind control mm. humans too. It's crazy. Look
1: it up. It sounds scary. I want I think you. think
2: it's to... called toxi- Toxoplasmosis gondii. I, I w- think is what it's called.
1: I want you to know that every time to- that I have several students, Rocco that that are that work on genetically modified organisms, and they do all kinds of science stuff. And every time I talk to one of those people, I think about you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, did so, you, did, did like, you
2: tell them that I do stuff like that
1: too? I did. What did they say? I don't remember. Their English. They're saying, did- did they say Nido? Their English is really good, but, yeah, they're, they're, I can't recall. But, how to survive a zombie apocalypse. So, what does High School of the Dead teach us? I've th- How to, how to survive a zombie apocalypse, duh. I think it, it teaches us that you should leave behind the weaklings.
0: You should. Yeah. And bring the titties.
1: And bring.
2: Bring the, bring the titties. Bring the titties. Because, Be-
1: yeah. Yes.
2: You need titties to get by. You need something to motivate you. It's like it's like the cheerleaders on the sideline. The, it's is, making you
1: want to push harder, and harder. There is actually some some truth to this because scientifically, in some way, I don't know, Roku, maybe you can corroborate. But if you think about it, if you're a bunch of guys and you're surviving a zombie apocalypse, you're gonna be very, you're gonna have a lot of pent up urges. So it, it it might it might make you more aggressive and might make you think less clearly. It it could be true. And so if you it's have some uh some, you know, attractive women to
0: Though so actually militaries don't want attractive women around because it creates like this hero complex oh. of I'm gonna save you and I'm gonna be the hero As and then they act stupid. As
1: Solbro Ryu ah. as Solbro Ryu from the Gundam at MAHQ podcast said on our last episode, Death Motivator. Yes. I will die for you. There's, wow. there's that that actually happens in High School of the Dead a few times. I don't, no one dies, but they were, they're basically willing to die. Also, I think it makes a lot of sense to have a, uh, a lot of weapons. Make friends with the Soldier of Fortune nerd because he knows how to handle a rifle. Yes, he does. He does, and clearly you need to have some kind of an armored vehicle. So don't they have some kind um, of like a Humvee? That's
2: that's an absolute.
1: Yeah. Yeah, some Preferably kind of one
2: that runs on old vegetable oil. You can go from, like, fast food restaurant to fast food restaurant. Very true. Okay. Or gasoline. You can just siphon the gasoline, too.
1: High School of the Dead was such a huge cult... A cult a, maybe maybe not even a, a cult d- anime, but it was so popular that I'm stunned that there hasn't been a sequel yet. I, I I thought I ran into a news clip before that said that there would be a sequel of High School of the Dead... And they certainly left the ending very very wide open, much like The Walking Dead on uh, AMC. But Which is awesome, by the way. Which is awesome also, but there has yet to be a sequel, and if there ever is one, I will certainly watch it. So.
0: All right. All right. Next, one. Um, pick next one, one. Pick one off our list here. I will talk about Samurai X, because that is an amazing show that more people need to watch anyway.
1: Oh, the OVA? Oh, Lord. Um...
0: I picked the OVA over the anime because I felt like the OVA was a more serious and better glimpse into condition- living conditions of, um, the Meiji era, and in- in the, uh- in the anime, um, Kenshin is trying to overthrow, like, he's a, he's a- he's trying to overthrow the- the Meiji restoration, he's a revolutionary. Um and of course the Meiji Restoration was when Japan really opened itself to the West. Correct. Um, and so naturally that was something that some people were really excited about and some people were really, really nationals nervous about.
1: Nationalistic people.
0: Nationalistic people who said we're we're fine, we're Japan, we're prideful, we don't we don't need to be, we don't need these Westerners. Um so um
1: yeah, the uh if I if I may.
0: Yeah, of course. The
1: prior to the Meiji Restoration, you had the you had the the regime of the Tokugawa, Tokugawa period. And uh, Ieyasu Tokugawa he, it was it was essentially a period where j- prior prior to the Meiji Restoration, Japan was really only open to the west in one particular port in Kyushu. And it I thought it was Osaka was it you two are so smart. I think it was cute I'm so, I'm so bra I could be wrong, but there is was Osaka there is a there was a port, a single port in the southern portion of Japan. Chiaki's researching this right now, I think where where East met west and what and the west Western ships could come in and trade with the East, but
0: you could only do it. You could only do it at that port. You could right. just dock anywhere in Japan,
1: right? And so many people would go to that port to make to do trade with with the Westerners, or would go to the port to to receive goods that that couldn't be found anywhere else in Japan. It, but, it, but it really was it really was still a closed country, much like China. And at that point, China really wasn't open to the West until the last hundred years. But during the Meiji Restoration, many of the powerful government officials toured around Europe and learned many of the European ways of life, and would come back to Japan. Afterwards, and they essentially promoted Western style of clothing. Mm. Many Western, many Western uh, technologies like the automobile Mm. was brought to Japan, and And that's actually why
0: Japan drives on the left side of the road, um, with their steering wheels and their cars on the right-hand side, like England's. Um, many people are like, why does Japan drive on the left? Because, well, during the Meiji Restoration, England was like, hey, this is how we do this car thing. And Japan was like, okay.
1: And and Roko, when you come visit us, when you come visit, you can drive my really crappy car on the left side of the road. Yeah, is it a safe shift? Heck no, man. My car is, my car is very crappy.
2: Um, oh no, yeah!
1: I, can we trick it out? Can we, can we can we can we turn it into those really weird
2: Japanese cars with the huge exhausts that come up like seven you know, feet off the ground? You know
1: what? It might be fun to trick out this car, but it only has it's Dude. only it, the engine's only like six hundred CCs. <laughs> Hubcap spinners, but yeah, it, it's a it's a very quick decline from the skyline. Six hundred
2: CCs.
0: You know, yeah. you know an anime that um, you know an anime that I uh. I thought of when you were talking about people going overseas during this period. Uh, it, it was one of the recent ones, and I feel like Kimiko watched it when the one where the little Japanese girl went over to France. I can't remember the name for the life of me.
1: Someone, somebody, somebody watching in the chat will know.
0: Yeah, somebody watching in the chat. Of course they will. They'll will, help us out. We'll know. But um, that's kind of like a similar situation. Japan's becoming open to the West. Uh, rich, wealthy, or well-connected japanese people were curious about the west and so they they traveled and and they wanted to learn of the fashion and things of that nature and and that's also where the um where the asian influence if you look at western architecture and and home decor and things like that you know you you don't bring the japanese people didn't come over like butt naked they brought their own fashions and textiles and, mm-hmm. and colors and and styles true. So that's
1: also why you have a lot of words in the Japanese language that are written in katakana, which is a uh, an alphabet that is used primarily for foreign words and sometimes names and on- an onomatopoeic expressions.
0: But those katakana <laughs> words are based off of some European words. Like part-time job is arubaito, which ah. is based off of the German word out, um for part-time job.
1: Good old reliable cron. Ikoku Meiro no Kuro- kuroase. Kuroase, thank you for that. Yes. So, yeah, and and the and the Meiji Restoration was actually a really good thing for Japan because unlike China, which basically was stuck in its ways and is and was massively behind the rest of the world until the last twenty years, China or uh, Japan rather was advancing very quickly. So
0: yeah. But going back to Samurai X, aside from the fact that it's a great series, yeah. Um, it uh. Kenshin was originally trying to overthrow the Meiji government, I think, in Samurai X. And I just think it was... It, the whole series, I think, is a good example of how people... What they, what, how they lived, how they dressed, what the cities looked like. I mean, uh-huh. I think it's a very historically accurate in that respect. I mean, Kenshin wasn't yeah. a real person, and I don't think anyone else was real people. But well. I, think, I think back to the, the one scene of, of Kenshin going back to the woman's house hut thing. And that was a very traditional home so uh i think it's i think it's good and fairly historically accurate in that respect
1: at so. least the first ova because the second ova was the love story yeah between kenshin and um
0: not kaoru i forget her name
1: yeah the i can't remember her name either and I'm, and I'm ashamed of myself but there is a lot of government talk in the first half of the show of this of the ova so very interesting mm.
2: i'll
1: I'll, I'll remember her name in about two minutes
2: Alright. Okay. Can we move on? Yes we, yes we can. How about initial D? <laughs> Where we learn pretty much everything there is to know about street racing and tofu. And, and tofu. tofu. Yes indeed. And tofu. What do you think of tofu, Roko? I think if it's cooked properly, I think it's delicious. It is delicious. I like it when I like it when it's like a little bit crispier but not like crispy. It's got like that. It's, like, that fried but not fried outer coating, however the hell they do that. I don't know what it is. It's, like...
0: I made some really like, good fried tofu the other night.
2: Ah, oh, dude, fried tofu, so tit.
0: It was really good. When, when, when you come over here, I'll make you some fried tofu.
2: I want to come over there, but I don't know when I'm going to be able to do it. Well... This, this holiday season's going to be really tight on the production line.
1: Yes, initial D, which the fifth stage just came out, and I'm told, although I haven't seen it, any of it yet, that it is excellent... Which I am excited about because Initial D was a great show.
2: It was fantastic.
1: But this is another one of those sort of a stretch of this topic, much like High School of the Dead, because you really aren't going to learn anything from the show. But I hopefully, guess.
2: Hopefully, it still has awesome music.
1: But you'll learn what drifting is. Maybe you'll learn yeah. some like shifting techniques or something about watching the show. Maybe some, some, some clutch break techniques or something you you'll learn what you'll learn about some car parts you'll learn about some car parts and uh
0: we you' probably learn some lingo i've never watched the show mm-hmm. but i gotta imagine that you'd pick that up
1: you you may become more familiar with cars mm-hmm. yeah yeah there's a number of cars in in the show that uh you know people mention and uh really a overall it's a good show so if you wanna you know, learn a couple terminologies. I definitely don't recommend drifting downhill at night with your headlights off in the rain. I do. Did you it's know? A lot of fun. Did you know that they put speed bumps all over Mount Akina? Y'all, oh, did they really? Because people were people were street racing down it and drifting on it and stuff after the after the manga and the anime came out because they were no. excited about it, and the and the and the Japanese government or whatever put speed bumps on it. Although I have to say. The presence of the police on the roads in Japan is non-existent. You can pretty much do really? whatever you want. Yeah, J- Japan. <laughs> Japan is a, is a society where if they if the government puts a rule, some kind of a traffic rule in place, everybody will follow it.
0: Not even traffic rules. Any
1: rules. Any rules. Or the people would just follow them blindly because that's just, you know, Japan's very good like that. But, but <laughs> and all- then
2: there's you Americans over there that are just like going right on red when they ain't supposed to. Oh.
1: I had a coworker that I that I rode around with a couple times, and he, every other red light was run, when, when there was no traffic. One
0: thing, <laughs> one thing, um, one thing I do have to say that I thought was very amusing is in Japan, the police by law have to post um on online or somewhere that anyone can find it. Where they plan to be running speed traps, radar, checkpoints of any kind for like that day. Because if they don't make it public, it's considered to be entrapment. So it's illegal for them to do surprise like radar somewhere.
1: Really?
2: Yeah. That's awesome.
1: So it's very interesting.
2: Hooray, law.
1: So I would like to throw Golden Boy.
0: Why, how did golden boy make it on here I'm interested to see your uh, logic behind this one because
1: I'm sitting there looking at the at the list of 410 anime I've seen shame shamefully I admit and I'm like wow oh there's God. there's literally 410 well,
2: 410?
1: well I, I I will say that doing a podcast like this you you basically churn through like 50 anime a year so that I mean that that's a big chunk of it but but um and that is a 10-year list mm. uh, it's it's very shameful I, I wish I could have all that time back but uh I could do a lot. I could do a lot. I could master anything. I could be like I could be a master chef. You I,
0: mastered anime.
1: I mastered anime though. I mean, I could be a ma- I could be Michelangelo. You could be 10,000 those 10,000 hours would go pretty far towards learning some 10, kind of a handicraft. 10,000 hours. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know how many hours What? It was. I'm just joking.
2: No fucking way.
1: But Golden Boy is so funny. And it is, it's great. I love that show. He technically has six jobs in the show. He he is a software engineer in the first episode. The second episode he is a political campaigner. I'm trying to remember all of them here. The third episode he's a swim coach. The there might only be five episodes. The fourth episode he is a he works at a out of at a, at a, at a and I think he work and he also works as an animation runner. I can't remember if there's another one, but. Of those, I think that really, you, you only could learn anything from the swim teacher episode and the political campaigner episode, because you know, there are there are about 40 seconds where he's actually helping kids swim <laughs> and holding them underwater, you know, and making them drown. Because uh,
0: that's what I do.
1: There's a couple episodes where he's a political campaigner and is ogling over the mayor's daughter. So. Mm. But, see, it's Really, really, the point of this is that Golden Boy is a lot of fun. And really,
0: the point of this is Mitsugi just wanted to tote uh, Golden Boy again. I will say <laughs> that
1: the actual educational episode is the Animation Runner episode because they actually show the artists doing work. They actually go through some of the steps of how to make of how animation is created, including the including putting the layers over e- over each other. You know, animation checking, all that stuff. So that that episode is pretty educational. But I want to save the Animation Runner for for. for a different anime, because it covers it much better.
0: Why don't you just go right into that right now?
1: Which is Animation Runner Kudomi, which is a short anime that is about a girl who wants to work for an animation studio, and so she gets a job as an animation runner, which is someone who goes around. Many artists don't want to work in an office, so they work out of their homes or where, apartments or wherever. And so her job is to go around and, and, and manage all the different artists, and she collects the... the the art, the the cells from the artists, you know, helps to, you know, urge them on and get them to get them to work faster, and a number of other mm. things. And during, that's pretty cool. That's an animation runner. It's, it's called a runner because she runs around to different... She basically runs runs throughout the city or throughout the prefecture or whatever. Right. Um, you know, collecting the animation and making things happen. But that show also is really good about showing you a lot of how animation is made. Mm. So... That actually is an educational anime because I really feel like, perhaps better than any other, it shows you how animation is created, or at least how it was created before computers. Yeah. So.
0: Which is an important thing to know. I mean, it's it's part of our animation history.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I, I don't think it's that much of a stretch. That one. That one in particular. How about another uh, realistic one here?
0: Um. Okay. So I'm going to go on a tangent of war. Because I think war animes are some of the Oh, there is a war anime on here. Most
1: accurate. There's an anime on here that should not be mentioned. That you have added.
0: (laughs) I I know.
1: And I don't know why you did it.
0: I I did it because I had to do it.
1: Because you had to poke me in the ribs? No, I didn't even do
0: it for that. But it's true. Um, So the first one is, and I mentioned it bunches of times, so I'm not going to go too far into it, but Barefoot Gen. So, um, the atomic bombing of Hiroshima. That anime is um fairly well depicted of the atomic bomb and its and its aftermath um on the people of Hiroshima.
1: I will say that I had a student from Hiroshima once uh-huh and i and i I do admit i felt a little bit awkward for, did you really? for, for a minute <laughs> yeah, I did I mean an American teacher from a from a town that you know we all know we all know what happened,
0: yeah um right. But- Another one is another anime that everyone knows um, that is fairly accurate of a different aspect of World War II, and that's the firebombing that occurred in Japan. Mm. Um, And for those of you who aren't familiar with the term, it's fairly self-explanatory. Because most of Japan was, and still is really, built out of wood, I mean, all the houses were built out of wood, all the temples and and castles and, and sacred structures for the most part would be built out of wood almost entirely maybe like a stone foundation and then wood um and it and the houses were so close together that firebombing, where they literally would drop flaming objects or giant equivalents of like molotov cocktails and things like that from planes rather than explosive bombs and so it would ravish japanese cities because um with With it being drawn from the sky in multiple places, there would be nothing they could really do to counteract it, and it would just consume entire cities and And the example of this is uh grave of the fireflies
2: yes umaka no that that that's a rough one to watch,
0: yeah, and I mean the other thing that i I think it does a good example of showing is is the fact that you know there there's an element of civilian life to war, you know there's the whole ration thing that the country imposes where you're only going to get so much of this or that. There's, you know, people, people getting really kind of nasty defending what the last things of what they have, like a chicken or a, a beet that they're growing in their garden or whatever. Um, and uh, it's, I think it's just a good example of all that. I,
1: I, have, I have had discussions about Ghibli with a number of students mm-hmm. because I was talking about movies this week. Mm. And everybody knows this movie. Everybody Oh, yeah, I mean, in fact, I had a student actually who was actually at the at the premiere of Totoro and Grave of the Fireflies in theaters that's it was a so very cool. very interesting awesome discussion there that's he, pretty cool. He explained how Grave of the Fireflies scared the crap out of him when he was a little kid, which Ugh. I can understand
2: <laughs> I can imagine holy crap
1: um. It's true. Grave of the Fireflies is a is a very historically accurate show in terms of the events that occurred, and it's a very difficult it's a very difficult movie to watch because of, because of how realistic it is and, and what a difficult time it was. Yeah, there's a lot of discussion about like the state of the military, and it it kind of shows the nationalist sentiment of Japan also because there's like this disbelief that Japan could ever lose, the war in that movie, and and when and when they find out that like the jet that the Japanese Navy was basically sunk in that movie and and the main character uh the main the the boy his uh his father works for the navy and he he was he, himself and people around him at the time when they learned of this were in its absolute disbelief that that Japan could lose the navy and uh and so it's a very it's definitely a historically accurate movie and a movie that you could probably show in like a, a high school history class or maybe college probably college uh it to go on a tangent another character another anime that is incredibly well known that i had not known that i had not realized is that roko literally everybody in japan knows who Unizuka is yeah you don't even have to mention that you don't even have to mention an anime you just say do you know Unizuka?" and they know and, and they absolutely know who it is every yes, single time yes,
2: I'm so happy. i have tested
1: this out with more with about eight people now of wow. different ages and genders and so everybody knows Onizuka, including a, that, including a thirty-year-old woman I had in, in class a couple of days ago. That's a high school English teacher. She yes. totally knows Onizuka. I'm like, wow. But,
2: uh, have you ever had anybody come back with a quote
1: when you ask them that? N- no, but, but uh, I totally you know you know how Onizuka crouches down with the cigarettes. He's like, yeah. he's, He crouches. That's totally like a gang member thing that people that gang members in Japan do and. That pose alone led to a conversation about Onizuka. Very, very well known. Oh uh, uh, yeah. All right, that's just a little Onizuka love.
2: All right. Yeah.
0: I will. I will round out my um my war talk with with two more things. Um, the first the first one is it's not actually an anime, but I feel like I'd be remiss if I didn't talk about it. And I don't know. I don't know why it isn't an anime. Um, because. It's, and it's not. I, well, yeah, but it's so popular. Um, oh,
1: no one has put the pen to the paper yet. Okay.
0: It is uh, a manga called Aldolf, Um like Adolf H- Adolf Hitler, Aldolf, Adolf Adolf, um, and it's set before World War Two. It's Tezuka. It's Tezuka. Um, it's set before World War Two, and it's centered on three men with the name Al- uh, Adolf, Adolf, Camille. Um, an Ashkenazi uh, Jew living in Japan. His best friend Aldolf, Adolf Adolf Kaufman um, is both of Japanese and German descent. And of course, Adolf Hitler, the dictator of Germany. And an
1: interesting subject matter.
0: It's it's a it's a longer it's a longer manga. Well, I guess it's not that long. It's five volumes. Um, but it ran over the course of two years. Um, and it is. It is fairly accurate from the human perspective of like the Nazi Party and then like the Nazis coming to power. In that respect, um, so it, it, if you're a manga reader, it's it's definitely worth it's definitely worth reading. It's it's as far as adult things that Tezuka put out, it's one of the best things he wrote.
1: There's another. I haven't seen this movie, so I'm not going to mention, not going to talk about it really at all. But I know, of uh-huh. it I know of its existence. And I know that that one of its themes is classified as as historical. It's another Tezuka movie that I haven't seen, but want that one too called uh, Buddha.
0: Ah, uh, Buddha. remember this? Buddha. It has a
1: greater, it has a longer title, and I'll look it up right now. But it's my my thought is that it's actually about Buddha, and so interesting. It's historical relevance and. Um, You know, accuracy. I'm not sure about, and I don't know how good it is because I haven't seen it. But I, I greatly want to. Is um, but yeah, it's it's a Tezuka movie called Buddha. So, Uh, and while one of you guys is talking about the next topic, I will mention what the full title of that is.
2: Have you two gone? Have you two gone to a soapland yet? Uh, Mitsuki's
0: been invited.
1: I have been. To a soapland? Yes, I have. Yes, I have. Did you go? Haven't gone. Are you going to? I don't know. It's
2: uh. Would it, be, would it be awkward for you?
1: It might be, and very expensive. Ah, okay. The movie is called Buddha: The Great Departure. It's uh, Prince Siddhartha. I don't. I've heard that name, but don't recall who it is. Is heir to the Chakra Kingdom, which is constantly at war with the more with the more powerful Kosala Kingdom. His father tries to raise him to be as a warrior, as a warrior leader, and shield him from the miseries of the world. Meeting the young outcast girl Megalia, Siddhartha experiences love for the first time, and, but also witnesses the suffering and, and, that, that afflicts humankind. Meanwhile, Kosala Chopra rises through the military, despite his lowly origins, to become a hero and general of the army. Final showdown between two kingdoms forces Siddhartha to reevaluate the path he is following. Siddhartha. Such a familiar name. I'm going to look that up, too.
0: Well, I think it was a real mm. prince.
1: Buddha was a real person. Um. Yes, I know that.
0: The last the last anime on my war list and and I got I got to say it cuz it's true.
1: Real quick. Siddhartha was the fa- is the birth name of the founder of Buddhism.
0: Yeah, he was the Buddha.
1: Well, I I'm, I'm just saying cuz for people that don't for people that aren't practically, Ugh. you know, religious experts such as Chiaki, <laughs> you know, it might not be too familiar.
0: Um, the last one on my list is Hatalia.
1: Oh God! Uh, oh God! Let me next. let me drink my coffee, to get the bad taste out of my mouth. Oh.
0: <laughs> I know. I I know. As awful as it is, it really does have some gag Ugh. historical accuracy. Yeah, gag the is world.
1: correct, and not even the coffee tastes good.
0: Okay, I'm done. I'm not. I'm not. I'm just. I'm just gonna
1: say it. Italia yeah. does have some historical accuracy, probably. I haven't seen any of it.
0: I mean, it in in its five minute gags, it'll have things like Germany went into Italy and decided that
1: we were going to take all the pasta.
0: Yeah, they were going to take all the tomatoes, and Italy came along for the ride, and that's how they became aligned. Like
1: sounds sounds like fun. Wow, way to make a joke out of like <laughs> out of out of hundreds of thousands of people dying in vicious battles. It's so heartless, so so insensitive.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs>
1: so. I think we have, like, five minutes left on this topic, and so I really want to mention this because it's actually relevant, unlike the others that I had that are on here. And that is Oji-san no Lamp, which is a short, independent anime that was recommended to me by one of our listeners. Mm. Oji-san no Lamp shows... It shows the tradition from traditional Japanese into the modern age and some basic business principles about being flexible. Mm. It's about a man who... There was there was a point in time in Japan where, ga- where where oil lamps were really the thing. That was like how you had light yeah, in your home.
0: That was the rest of the world too.
1: Right, and so I, I am unsure of the time period, but it might be it might be immediately or at least relatively soon after the rise of the the establishment of the Meiji government, because because of the opening to the West as we mentioned. So this man is selling lamps, and that's how he makes his living. That's how he feeds his family, right? and so you know everything's great for a while and then there's a point in time where all of a sudden electricity becomes around Mm. and yeah it really does show some business principles because in the business world this happens in every industry there's always something new that that comes along and pushes out the old okay and so he doesn't adapt to the changing market and so people stop buying lamps and eventually all the towns, even the small ones, are, are, have electricity. All, all the buildings have electricity, so there's no need for anything other than light bulbs, right? Mm. And so, you know, his family is in trouble, and so at the end of the movie, they just kind of put all the remaining lamps they have in this, in this tree along the river and light, light all of them, and it's very beautiful, with the reflection in the water. And they, just, and they just stand on the other side of the river and just chuck rocks at them and break all the oil lamps because they're useless. Oh, but it really does show a small possible snippet of time in Japanese history where something changed, yeah. and that in, in in business, if you're going to sell things, then you need to be you need to be adapting to the newest thing that comes out. So he probably should have started to adopt something,
0: rewired his lamps for electric instead of oil. Something, something.
1: I don't know. I don't know what it, it takes a lot of thought, but so yeah, that and that, and that anime is quite good, and it's only like like eight minutes long, so I would definitely... Damn. Yeah, I definitely would watch that. It's pretty sweet. OG Saw No Lamp, or My Grandfather's Lamp, I believe.
0: Mm. All right. Um, do we want to just go through and just name the other things we had on the list? No,
1: I was pretty fast, so I think you probably have time for one more of these.
0: Okay. You um, can go ahead,
1: because all the rest of my, the ones I put on here are really goofy.
0: I'll, I'll <laughs> just add, say... um just do a lump Romeo X Juliet Gan- Gankutsuo and uh, Aoi Bungaku classic mm-hmm. literature Romeo mm. X Juliet and Ganku- uh is
1: and and just let me throw Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales yes. onto it
0: um Romeo X Juliet is probably <clears throat> the farthest away from the original literature of Romeo and Juliet because um, that anime at the end gets really kind of crazy Genkutsuo, a little closer to the Count of Monte Cristo And then Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales and Aoi Bungaku Are actually really close to to classic Japanese literature So It
1: is um, um, Yotsuya Kaidan, the first story, and Ayakashi Literally is a literally is a play that Japanese people know about mm-hmm. And it was okay. mentioned, it was mentioned recently because of Halloween Yes because it's a horror story about a man who scorns his wife and basically poisons her and she comes back from the grave and kills him and uh, pretty much everyone he oh, likes. Wow. And but every
0: time they put on this play, like half the cast dies.
1: Yeah, half the cast many of the cast members that have performed the play have died in real life. And so now before it is performed, the whole cast goes to the, the goes to a shrine dedicated to the to the woman's spirit and basically prays to her. Damn. Because they don't want to be killed. By her, I guess, in real life, and that's—it's it, enough people have died that people do this now. Yeah, <laughs> it's, that's very that's crazy.
0: They'll get like a theater bless and shit like that. But yeah,
1: but Romeo x Juliet is probably probably the least good of the four. That's
0: that's what I said. It's yeah. it's it's the furthest. But I mean, um, by the same token, most people probably know the Romeo Juliet mm. story, uh, you know, like the back of their hand. So uh, allow
1: me to just read them again real quick for people. Mm. Romeo x Juliet. Gonkutsuo, which is generally about the Count of Monte Cristo.
0: Based off the Count of Monte Cristo, yeah. Uh, and
1: and Aoi Bungaku and Ayakashi Samurai Horror Tales which are about tr- traditional Japanese literature. Yeah, Aoi Bungaku
0: is literally like short stories and snippets of stories from very famous very famous Japanese authors.
1: Yeah, so they're not really historically accurate, but they're f- but it's you accurate accurate fiction. Yeah. So Right. An inter- a, a difficult topic, but a nice change of pace, perhaps.
0: Well, at the very least, mm. now you have a few anime that when your parents or someone goes, you can't learn anything from anime. You can be like, ho, ho, ho. Yes, you can. Allow me to
1: introduce you to the fire bombings of Tokyo.
0: Yes. Allow me to, to make you cry. Uh,
1: the uh, the, goofy one, <laughs> the goofy ones I had on here that were left were Hajime and no will teach you how to throw a punch. Phew. Big Windup will teach you how to win a pitcher's duel. Yeah. Paradise Kiss will teach you fashion design. There's like there's at least five minutes in that anime where they're sewing. Okay, okay, that can totally teach you how to use a sewing machine.:
0: All right, I'll go with it. <laughs> and Cuchu
1: Buranko can teach you how to be a psychiatrist.
0: Okay, I don't think it can teach you how to be a psychiatrist, but there are some legitimate psychology fears and terms and stuff. That's in true. There.
1: Of these, Cochu Buranko is probably the most re- the most relevant because they do pretty much dedicate each episode to, to an individual psychological disorder. So they're like, bipolarism, and then they have the whole episodes about it. Yeah. So, okay, maybe we should have talked about this one. But Kuchu Bronco is an interesting anime that is certainly worth watching. It came out recently, and it's got some uh, some psychological disorders, bipolarism, schizophrenia, things like that in it. So it's a little bit interest- and interesting and certainly unique in the breadth of anime, which is very recycled nowadays, so... All okay, right. We've generally exhausted this topic. So I, I think so.
0: We're going to take our final news break, um, right. and after the news break, we will have four impressions on Suki Te Inayo Robotics Notes, Boat Buso Shinki, and Tonari no Kaibotsuken, and reviews on Ginga A Kickoff and Kill Me Baby. Oh, lots of stuff. So don't go anywhere. Okay. you angels out there this is chiaki and this is your anime news break the u.s copyright office ruled on exemptions to the u.s digital millennium copyright act or dmca anti-circumvention protections last week the office declared that consumers could make use of short portions for the purpose of criticism or comment in non-commercial videos such as remix or mashup videos documentary films multimedia ebooks offering film analysis and for educational purposes such as a film studies classroom without penalty. These circumventions apply to online distribution service as well. So if you're an avid AMV maker in the US, while the music will still be in a whole portion, it looks like there are steps being made to protect people who are just trying to have a little fun with the content. In other news, stemming from US copyright laws, Allegory LLC, the publisher of the US Speed Racer Circle of Vengeance comic, announced on Facebook that the series has been halted due to the ongoing lawsuit with Speed Racer Enterprise SRE. Allegory signed a contract with SRE in May 2011 to produce the books and merchandise related to the Speed Racer property. According to Allegory Chief Operations Officer David Flawley, the company paid SRE a large advance in June 2011, a month after SRE's license to the property expired. In sum, you better make sure you have your licenses squared away before you start publishing because you'll find yourself with a headache like this. And to you Speed Racer fans out there, if you were avidly checking this out, I'm sorry to say it's true, but it's halted for now. In other news, an unpublished manga that pioneering creator Osamu Tezuka drew when he was in his late teens has been discovered. The manga dealt with post-war societal problems such as the black market and food shortages. Tezuka had given the 19-page manga to a middle school classmate who kept it for over six decades. Tezuka Productions acquired the manga for about 3 million yen, which is 37000 U.S. dollars after it was displayed in a Tokyo used bookstore this past April. The studio confirmed that the manga is from the studio's namesake founder, so it's pretty exciting to have found such a historical work that had never been seen before. If you want to check it out, there is footage of the comic up on YouTube. And finally, Toronto's fourth annual GamerCap video game convention is hosting screenings of director Takashi Mike's Ace Attorney live-action film. So, if you're in Canada, it's probably worth checking out. This was Chiaki, and this was your Anime News Break. We'll be back to the show soon.
2: Welcoming you to Metaverse, home to fangirls Bishis and Jeans.
0: We go over anime news and discuss all things related to the fandom of any manga and everything in between.
2: <laughs> it was like watching two kittens roll over each other.
0: The day Kurusu Suji 2 ended, the next day ended up dressing like all in black just because I was so sad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> My favorite color is sleep. <laughs> watch yeah. k for the music i guess not
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: that was low man below the belt we are an experienced
1: any belonging site giving us the
2: expertise to dish out detailed opinions on which series to watch and when to drop head over to metanon.net and enter the metaverse after all we take fangirling seriously Hi, my name is Sonny Strait, voice of Krillin from Dragon Ball Z, and I'm an anime addict. Come Hummy high bitches! Ooh.
0: And we're back to the last part of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast, episode 154. 154. Yay! 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 Yay, like yay! yay, I like it. Okay, so we are at our impressions phase where we impress a new show for ideally three to five minutes and yes. tell you if you should watch it or so, not. So yeah,
1: I-, I would like to reiter- reiter- reiterate the three to five minute rule.
0: So... Okay. I-, I
1: break this rule more than anybody, but... <laughs> okay, so... I believe Roko should go first because he has two.
2: Okay. So I'm not even gonna try to pronounce this. Can somebody else do it for me? Suki.
1: Suki. Suki
2: te inayo. Yes. Okay. So essentially, my impression of this anime, as of about two hours ago, <laughs> um, At least it's your your, mind. your your standard anime. In that you, it's it's a high school anime. Uh, it's really more of like a slice of life. In that you have the really popular guy. And, you know, there's all these popular chicks. And there's the chicks with big boobs. Not outrageously big boobs, but, you know. And then there's the one girl in the class that won't talk to anybody. Right? The social outcast. And, of course, the most popular guy in school kind of likes her because she's different than all the other chicks that just want to, you know, do stuff with them. To say the least. And so... The plot is pretty plain. Um, she's wicked hesitant to do anything or be involved with him, but he's like the most outgoing person in the world. So it's just like he just like keeps like kissing her and stuff, and eventually, she you know, she starts falling for him. This is like episode three. Wow, it's like just,
0: legit kisses.
2: Yeah. Oh. Huh. But it's huh. like I. It's I can't say I don't, I can't say that I dislike it because the character is the girl character the one that's like weird and like doesn't, doesn't trust anybody. She's fairly interesting. So at least the character is interesting mm-hmm. and the whole show isn't for shit right now. Um, I, I will continue to watch it. We'll put it that way. Which is a good sign, because I'd say about 50% of the animes that I'm supposed to watch end up not getting watched.
1: Because <laughs> they're awful. Uh, at,
0: least honest, at least he's honest, everyone. At least he's honest.
1: The romance genre is a little unfamiliar to you, Roko, am I right? Hmm? What a little this? unfamiliar, is that what you said? Yeah, a little unfamiliar.
2: Slightly, yes.
1: But this uh,
2: is, uh... I mean, I'm, tr- I'm trying to take it for what it is, and so far it's, it's interesting... Um, a little corny, but if you like romance, I mean, I would say check it out. It's definitely worth, I mean, if you have 40 minutes watch two episodes of it to see what you
1: think. So basically, it's outgoing boy student meets very shy recluse to girl student and they fall in love. Essentially. Uh, and the English title is Say I Love You. Okay, for people yeah. a while back, people complained that skeet studying is a little it, too hard to understand. I understand
2: it's now. really not bad at all, so you should check it out. I'll let you know what I think when I finish it. Alright.
0: My anime kay. is one that I think a lot of people are excited for, as it is has a loose attachment, involvement, or whatever the case may be, with Steins Gate, and that is Robotics Notes. Um, I think it was produced by the same team. Um, if not, I'm sure someone in the cha- chat will viciously correct me and let me know what an idiot I am, uh, if I say otherwise. Um, but uh, Robotics Notes originally was a manga that started in March. It has a game that was released in June 28. Um, another ma- manga, Robotics Notes Phantom Snow, that started in July. Another manga that started in September, Robotics Notes wow. Rival Legacy. Another manga that started in October, Robotics Notes Dream Seeker, which are all still ongoing.
1: What was the anime that you said this was related to? or the, Steins Gate. The, uh, the someone had involvement? Oh, Steins Gate is friggin' sweet. Not the director.
0: Sweet. So, um... I is wanna really say... Like I wanna say the setting is, um... Like... A, when I when I read about it, the setting is like it's one of the alternate universes that they pop into for like an episode or something, mm. as Ste- Steins Gate or whatever. Um, the
1: uh, the original creator Chiyomaru Shikura was the original creator for the Steins Gate film. Okay, maybe that's what you're thinking of.
0: Um, but uh, it 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 has it has involvement with the Steins Gate universe. That being said. I I haven't sensed that there's any involvement with the Steingates universe that requires you to see Steinsgate. At least not I haven't sensed any notes in the first three episodes. Um it might be one of those you might get a joke or you might get a reference or something that you won't get otherwise. But uh if you haven't if you haven't seen Steingate, don't worry. Um you can still watch the show. Um so Robotics Notes is about Basically, the main character um, is, in my opinion, the main character is at this point is Akiho Sonomiya, who is the president of a school robotics club, and the only other member is Kaito Yash- Yashio, um, and all he wants to do every day is play a fighting game called Kill Ballad. Um, yeah,
2: Kill Ballad, kill shit.
0: And uh, that's right. He uh. He he's he's basically in the club because he promised uh Akiho's older sister that he would look out for her. And so there's definitely more there. Um they've alluded to an accident that they haven't really fleshed out yet. Her sister um had left the island and I believe is now is now working in Tokyo, uh, or is or rather is now working in Tokyo. Um and so there's definitely a lot of good intercharacter relationships. Um this this series I believe is going to be a full 22 24 whatever episodes long. So it is going to run for a while. Um which does make me a little nervous because I feel like they're moving on pace for a 12 episode series. Like the first episode was introducing the characters in the club. By the second episode it was like the club has this dream to finish this robot. Um and they called Scoot, um which was started by Akiho's uh, older sister Misaki when she founded the club and it's like the, it's Akiho's dream to finish this robot but she needs a budget from the school and as of right now the vice principal was like well if you can go and win in this tournament um I'll give you the budget and of course they only have like a week to prepare for it so it's it's one of those things that it makes me a little bit nervous because they're moving so fast that I'm wondering that it'll be like okay they in in my mind on a 12 episode plot line they they win the tournament in this third fourth episode they um they go on they go on to they they go on to start working on their big robot they f- get some new club members and then by like episode episode 9 or 10 they have like some setback and then 11 and 12 they get into the big robotics um show that uh that they, um, that they want, or that they want to show in with their giant robot. So, I mean, it seems like the pacing is a 12-episode show, and I know it's going to be 22, which, um, makes me nervous. But, um, I don't know. It's, it's doing really well so far that I'm hoping that they can keep up the pacing and that it works out well. So, um, so, yeah. I recommend this show. The animation's good, and... Um, I re- recommend it for guys and girls because there's kind of like if you're really into like the intercharacter relationships, there's definitely that. Um, I think guys can enjoy the robots and so on. So, yep.
1: Oh, it sounds like a show that generally appeals to a wide audience.
0: Yeah, I would say so.
1: So, I have a mm-hmm. sho- I have a show that Chiaki poked me in the ribs about a couple episodes ago. And, uh, okay, I,
0: you have to admit. I just want to p- remind everybody you would you would have said the same thing. The, the, <laughs> the, the guy the guy was on a leash by the girl. Come let now. The
2: let the bickering begin.
0: Come now, Mitsugi. Would you not have reacted the same way to a picture like that?
1: Hmm. Don't lie. I might have, but I was able to recognize that in this particular instance it was metaphor. Anyway, the direct. This show is called My Little Monster in English, Japanese title is Tonari no kaibutsu and it's directed by Hiro Kaburaki, who we mentioned before is was the director of both Kimi ni no first and second season, which is one of the reasons why I picked this, because I, I had faith. I had faith. Also because it's the same genre as Kimi ni no and so I figure if the guy's able to do a very good two-season romance, then he's probably able to do another good romance. Uh, the, unlike some directors who skip from like horror to romance, and you know it's, you know, n- not everybody's good at everything. But Tonari no Kibutsukun, I was very pleased with this anime, very pleased, and it's it's very. I enjoyed it in a number of different ways, and I'll try to speed this up. First of all, the character designs are really good. I really like the way that the characters look the girls are cute the guys are um, they don't look like little wussy boys you know the the male lead in the show uh, Haru Yoshida is basically he's not a pretty boy but he kind of has like a disheveled look to him he in a way that I thought was pretty appealing in terms of how the show is set up um, and the girl main character is certainly cute
0: finding men appealing to you
1: yeah I mean, appealing in the sense that they're just their characters just look nice. I mean, and the art is very nice. It's the story. The story is not complicated, but it's executed well. The story. The story is about a girl, she uh, Shizuku Mizutani, who is a very good student, and she studies very hard. And her one goal in life is to have a really good career, and so she focuses on her grades a lot. And, but then there's this other student who sits next to her in class, or at least he did. His name's Haru Yoshida, who I just mentioned. And he got kicked out of school or suspended for fighting on the first day of class. Hmm. Of course, little does everybody know that he was suspended for fighting because he was protecting another you know, student who was being bullied. But he's like a really tough fighter. So he, like, beat the crap out of the other guy so bad that they suspended him. But the kid... <laughs> The kid, his suspension ended, but he hasn't come back to school yet because he doesn't trust the school now, or whatever. And so the teacher has asked the bookworm girl, uh, Mizutani, to go bring handouts to him and to try to get him to come back to school. Well, she learns through through these interactions with him that he's actually a pretty good guy, and he's just a little bit misunderstood. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And throughout the first episode... They they do a fantastic job through monologue, which I think monologue is amazing, of really setting up the personalities of these two characters. They really have you really feel like you know them after the first episode. M- How uh, do the boy is just he just wants to have a friend, you know. He has some quote unquote friends that kind of just use him, and really he just wants to have someone that that appreciates him and that he can call a friend and. Um, he finds that person and she in Shizuka, Shizuku, uh, the girl. And so the full first episode, you really learn about them a lot. and then and then in the second and third episode, they sort of develop their relationship more, um, to the point where they actually they actually kiss in the first episode, and by the second episode, we're talking about like, "I love you," which is quite different. In fact, in the clip in the chat right now, you see he's basically like like on top of her pinning her down. Because he's very forceful sometimes. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> he basically takes the kiss by force, too. He just kind of grabs her and pulls her into him, which I guess girls probably love. And, uh, unlike to Tadoke, which took 50 episodes to get around to the kiss, this episode took, this anime took one episode, but I didn't feel like it was rushed at all. Just because of the personality of the boy character, he doesn't know anything about romance. The teacher. When he does come back to school, the teacher gives him this romance book so he can learn about romance, because she sees him like mistreating Mizutani, and so he reads, like, I'm supposed to get butterflies in my stomach when I kiss a girl or something, or the book says, oh, I felt butterflies, and so he grabs her and pulls her in and kisses her, and he's like, wow, I didn't feel butterflies at all, you know, because he doesn't really know, he doesn't know anything about relationships. He's a little bit innocent That's in that way. That's kind of cute. It's a really good show. Um, it's certainly the best show I'm watching, along with JoJo. And I have to really say that after the first episode, this was a better anime than JoJo, in my opinion. Maybe not. The third episode was a little slow. They're completely different shows, though, so it's a little hard to compare them. But I just thought the execution was really good. Sorry, am I going long? Yes. Okay. It's really good. Tonoide no Kaibutsukun, I recommend it for uh, anybody can watch this anime and enjoy it, because it's a romance anime, and it's also funny and let me just say it's not it's not truly better than Jojo it's just completely different it's wrap it's... it up B okay all right
2: wrap it you're up ba-
0: you're like I'm gonna keep this to five minutes I'm 10 really, minutes later I'm really bad
1: at that I know it's good alright Roko alright
2: okay this one's good and short because it's awful
0: oh no
1: okay well I, I'm i curious about this one because I actually uh, was supposed to watch this anime before and then it never ended up existing so. It's
2: really not good. Um, it's the... I, I, again, my, my friends uh, pronounce this for me. Buso Shinki. Buso Shinki. Shinki. Buso Shinki. Shinki is not very good. It's, uh yeah, it's like... So you got like these 15 centimeter tall little robot android things that are all women... And they're all really supposed to be really cute, and this anime is just filled to the freaking teeth with fan service. It seems like every opportunity they get, they are showing you from some kind of blow the ass shot, so you can see their little like doll-like like panties, whatever, little, like little, l- little little plastic little, panties, little vajays that shouldn't be there, and oh the whole the sole purpose of these little androids is to like fight each other. Uh, for their masters. So, in essence, you get this show, right? That has no plot. um, And is just chocked in the teeth of fans because that's really all that there is to the anime, substance-wise. Is and, it like uh,
0: angelic lair?
2: I don't know, but it's really bad. And honestly, I remember midway through episode 2... I thought to myself that if I really had to finish this anime, then I might just rather kill myself instead. Really? It, well,
1: <laughs> that, that's interesting because I, I was watching this anime before. It was called Busho Shinki Moon Angel, and it, it, the first episode came out, and then it got moved to like the PlayStation Network, and I lost interest and never bothered. But yeah. just from watching this, it's looking like it's the same thing. Although this first episode was is for the, the original, the first one that that came out was had five-minute episodes, and this one looks like it has full like twenty-minute episodes.
2: I, I, I will say that that like when there is fighting, it's kind of it's kind of sweet.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty sweet right now on the screen. Yeah,
2: yeah, exactly. Yeah, you see this, and you're just like, oh, damn, this is freaking tit. But no, don't be fooled, my friends. The show is far from tit. This shows, but this shows is, is not not what you're looking at. In the this is like a f- three and a half to four minute outlier of what I've seen from the show so far. So, so we'll see. Well, I mean, who hmm. knows? Maybe maybe it will be the plotless show that it is now, but have a lot more fighting in the end. Or maybe it'll continue to be this awful show where these three to four little androids act as, like, maid and servant butler little slave things for their master. All they want to do is make him happy because they're all fighting over him and
1: blah, 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 spewing out cliches out of my mouth and nose. I have three comments here. The first comment is that, one, I'm surprised it sucks so badly because after the first five minutes of the first Fuso Shinky, I was interested but was disheartened by the fact that it was moved to PlayStation Network. But, really, I had they didn't have... In the first five minutes, there was no time to have fan service, so maybe I was misled. And the second comment is that, yes, this is like Angelic Lair in the sense that they're fighting little robots. Little girl yes. robots. Mm-hmm. And three... And they're all in really scandalous outfits, as you can see. Of course. And three, this, is, this anime is the most prime example of a show that is made to sell models. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Because... Think about it, you're gonna you're gonna have dozens of little one one slash one size you know, one to one scale models of these little girls and they're gonna sell a ton of these. So probably it's a merchandise seller. But whatever. So that's what I had to say. So 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 it's it's combat it's basically combat with little robots and then fan service.
2: It's mostly fan service with a little combat.
1: Thanks for crushing the hopes and dreams of all of us, Roko. You're very welcome. It felt good. It was a good release. Yeah? Felt good? Yeah. Yeah, felt good inside. So, yeah, <clears throat> are you gonna make it?
0: I really need to, like, have a good cough.
2: So... Why don't you mute your mic? Have a good cough.
1: We have two reviews to do. Are you capable of doing a review?
0: Sure, sure I can. All right, my review is on the anime *Kill Me Baby*, and this isn't exactly going to be too long of a review anyway, so it works out. Uh, *Kill Me Baby* actually started back in January, so this As is spinoff
2: to *Call Me Maybe*, right? <laughs> So kill me, baby.
0: And call me, maybe. Oh, my. <laughs> um, kill me, baby <laughs> did come out, uh, January. It just took me a long-ass time to watch, so sorry. Um, but, uh, I did keep it on my list because everything that I am ever assigned to watch stays on my list until I actually get around to watching it. Um...
1: You're so good like that.
0: And, uh, well, you know, even if it's like a year later, I will review it. Um, Unlike Roko. Oh. Yeah, whatever. Um, But, uh, so, working my way through that list right now, rather diligently, trying to get it down to only this season and get this stuff off the list that has been sitting on there too long. Anyways. I'm in the same situation. Um, Kill Me Baby. It is based off of a four-panel, um, manga series written and illustrated by Karuho, um, which was published in Hobuncha's Manga Time, uh, Kirakerat from July 2008, and I think it's still ongoing, so it's this whole, like, four-panel, um, four-panel gag comedy thing, I think is, is starting to become popular, um... There are 13 episodes, half-hour per episode. I do have to say, given the nature of this show, Mm -hmm. I would have almost rather there have been 26 15-minute episodes. I know you might be thinking, but Chiaki, that's the same amount of time. But something about the way that this anime is, is the fact that, well, because it's based off a four-panel strip, it's a gag comedy. It's entirely a gag comedy, and I f- kept feeling like the half-hour episodes were too long. I wanted it to be... I wanted it to be, like, like those five-minute long or those ten-minute long animes where you, you watched and you got, like, one little gag arc, and then you were done. And then you watched and you got, like, one little gag arc, and then you were done. And I, f- I really do feel like I would have enjoyed the series more, even if it was the same content, if it was broken down like that as, as the viewer. Um... Because some of the episodes, even if I started out laughing, just got to dragging at the end. Because I, I don't hate gag comedy, but there's only so much that like I can sustain at a time before I'm like, this is just kind of, kind of stupid. Um, and and Kill Me Baby felt like a lot of the jokes got old. And, um, a lot of, a lot of the, uh, the, the puns and the interactions between the characters got very boring. Um, the opening music is awful. It's one of the worst songs that I've ever, ever, ever listened to. Oh my god. Um, the opening music is... I don't know, I've heard
1: some pretty bad songs on the radio here in Japan. It's
0: terrible. It is awful. Um, so, so basically, um... Kill Me Baby, there are two main characters. There's Yasuna Oribe and Sonia. And um, these two main characters basically propel the show. Yasuna Oribe is your average high school student, and Sonia is an assassin. Um, Of
1: course, but they're both, like, four. Yeah. Because I'm looking at it right now, and I'm glad I'm not reviewing this anime because you're... Even though you don't sound like you're going to give it a good score, I would have obliterated this. Just, um, I, just knowing me, I don't know. I have a feeling.
0: So, and the, and the only other the only other characters they bring in is they bring in what they call unused character to be funny, and they bring in um,
1: oh, they're they're it's they're parody doing uh,
0: kind of like mid boss back with this guy.
1: Yeah, they're doing a parody. Yeah. Um,
0: and Agiri Goshki, um, who is a ninja who comes in for that. The only thing is that there's two others, uh, there's a couple other things, like, et cetera, boy, et cetera, girl. But, um, I mean, other than that, that's about it. Um, it- there's- there's nothing more th- than it's a gag comedy. Um, the show relies on the interactions between the two main characters. Every joke basically starts out with, um, Yasuna roping Sonia into some kind of everyday activity, like- flying a kite or let's make shaved ice and then begins to torment um, sonya up. and uh, the tormentation goes crazy and everything spirals out of control um, they're like professional they because they're assassins they're like wielding guns it's it is gag comedy to the max
1: um I think you know you you know what's going on here with me I've decided. I finally grew up. I finally grew up. Like, these animes aren't meant for me. Yeah. You know, like, this anime, I'm just looking at it. it there's no reason why an adult would ever watch an anime where it's about, you know, two girls that are eight years old and they're assassins. That may, There might have been a time in my life when that interested me, but I think I outgrew that. Some Somewhere it happened, and I didn't realize it. Eight-year-old assassins. Well, they both look, and they're they're basically drawn in in chibi style for, for half. Sounds of what pretty I've lame seen. to me. So, I think this is just the wrong age group for me. I
0: think only one of them's an assassin, but yes, I get what you're saying, and and I feel, I feel much much the same way. Um, it's probably
1: great for some people.
0: And and you know, here's. Here's here's my here's my final assessment on this show because there there really isn't too much to say about it. It's it's a gag comedy show that has the content of a four panel thing. The music is nothing to write home about. The the style, the art, the art I'm not a fan of. It's like that chibi lightly lined like at times pastel but generally normal like coloration. Yeah. Like it's it's nothing astounding. This whole show is just a gag comedy put to animation.
1: Yeah, but Azumanga was like that. I see, know we're talking about Azumanga, but maybe it just rises above everything else because it's done so well.
0: See, here's the thing that I, that I like about Azumanga and that I view as a difference between Azumanga and this show. Azumanga had a cast of characters. That's all true. with different quirks. That's
1: true. Had about show, eight, there was about eight characters in Azumanga. There
0: was about eight characters, and it had a cast, and they all had their own quirks. And it's like when you Very think true. about it, Azumanga is what a twenty. It's a
1: full-length series.
0: So, I mean, when you think about it, eight characters—that's only two episodes per character, if if you if you want to look at it like that—and then a couple that get a little bit extra.
1: Well, they don't really focus on individual characters and in episodes. But I
0: know, but I'm saying they could. They, they could. could. Um. Whereas this, you literally have two characters, and that's what all the jokes in the show rides on. So
1: uh, You really have to love these characters Or the show's over for you, you.
0: Exactly, you have to love <laughs> the characters And you have to not get yeah. tired of them Which after 13 30 minute episodes Is really hard to do Because there really isn't Like I said, there's kind of the ninja girl And there's kind of the unused character And they get brought in now and then But there really isn't anyone else It's not like they have the teacher hmm. It's not like they really have you know a backstory Or much backstory Or outside school Or this is my sister Or whatever the case may be like, that was pretty awful it's these two characters, and that is it um
1: I have to admit like it doesn't look awful to me I mean like it's pretty clear that they're that they're trying to accomplish something here and they're it's it's a gag comedy for younger audiences yeah and I think that if you're a younger audience and you like gag comedy, this is probably something you want to watch that's how I feel about it
0: see here's here's what here's what I'm going to give the show I'm going to give it two Mm, I'm going to give it two assassin shots out of five. Which is a below average score. But here's my reasoning behind that score. I didn't get very much enjoyment out of this show. But if I gave myself enough time between the episodes, I still could get a rough laugh out of every episode. Um, And... The thing is, is that, as we've said a thousand times before, everyone's going to get something different out of comedy. So, if you really, really like Slapstick, you might watch this show and go, oh my god, this is the best show ever, it's a five for me, and that's but this great. But isn't,
1: this isn't Slapstick, though, right? It's, we established that, 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 I, that, I did, that I don't know what Slapstick is as of an episode ago, or two episodes ago.
0: It's Slapstick and Gag Comedy. There's okay. definitely slapstick humor in this.
1: I did see something like um, that. Someone tripped and fell and there was water.
0: That kind of thing. Yeah, there's definitely slapstick humor in this. She just, um, fell, she, she
1: just fell off a desk.
0: Yeah, it's, I mean, it's basic gag slapstick comedy. Um, But, I mean, I don't want to tear it a new one because, as you said, I do, hmm. the show makes it very clear what it's going to do. And for all things considered, it doesn't do it too awfully. It doesn't try to be something it's not. And th- so I can respect it for that, and I can also respect the fact that I'm sure there are people out there who got laughs every episode. And I'm sure this is meant for an age group that's a different age group than me.
1: There was a show that came out, and I, I'm getting old, so I can't remember anything anymore. But there was a show that came out that was... Uh, oh, uh, Recordo on Ranzel. Yes. Which came out. It was... It was a sh- it was an anime that had very short episodes. Very short. They were like mm-hmm. 3 minutes a piece. And that anime was about the the, the two characters. Yeah. I feel like this show could have maybe succeeded if it was Honestly, it probably works better as 50 3-minute episodes. That's than what it, I was saying. Than yeah. it does as 13 30-minute episodes because it's kind of like it's for the per- it's it's a short it's a short attention span thing, right? Yeah. Like, I can't imagine watching this for 30 straight minutes.
0: And that, that was the hard Good part. Way. That's why it took me so long, because I'd watch an episode, and then I'd be like, okay, I really have no interest in watching the next one, because it seemed like it lasted forever. But if they For were real. short vignettes, yeah, right. it would have gone really a lot quicker. So here's
1: a question. I have one last question, and I, I feel like you're pretty much done. but yeah. Azumanga was I, similar to this show, and, and that's based off of like a comic strip, mm-hmm. comic strip style. And... But Ozu manga divided it. Even though the, even though they were full 24 minute episodes, they divided the episodes into small stories. They even had different titles. They had yeah. five, maybe four or five titles per episode. That would be like, you know, Osaka, you know, Osaka, Enter Osaka, or something. The character, mm-hmm. and then like there would be like a four minute episode of Enter Osaka. Yeah. But an episode of Ozu manga was like four or five four minute vignettes smashed together. Yeah. So you could technically stop if you wanted to. At like the end of a vignette, mm-hmm. does this do this? No. So it's just. I mean, just... you can
0: even you can even see here. We've we've been watching this now for I don't know how many minutes, but there there's there's no break. It's it's a thirty minute episode. If
1: you took Ozu manga and stripped and broke down each vignette into an episode, there would probably be almost a hundred episodes. Yeah. But from what, from what I've seen of this, it looks like you're basically just your attention span has to focus you on these characters for almost a half an hour, which seems like it would be very hard for me.
0: Yeah, and and it was hard for me too. I mean. My, again, the, the reason why I gave it a 2 and I didn't give it lower than a 2 is because the things that I normally rat on for shows that I give like a one and a half, one, or even a half are shows that are either so god-awfully cliche and so bad at what they do that I, I feel compelled to give them that score, or they don't accomplish anything. Uh-huh. This show doesn't accomplish much, but it accomplishes what it says it's going to accomplish, which I will give it credit for. The other thing is that it is funny here or there. I'm not a huge gag comedy person. I'm not a huge slapstick comedy person. But I think that if you were, you would really, really like the show. And okay. that's why I think a two, I feel like, is a fair score for this show. Okay. Um, so, but personally, I, I'm i glad it's it's off my list finally because it was staring at me in the face for way too long.
1: All right, so I'm going to move on to, to the other show here. The... The show that I'm doing here that I've been watching for quite a while is Ginga A Kickoff, a show that probably most people are not interested in because it's sports, and for some reason... Sports is like the smallest niche within anime, and anime's already a niche. So there's like six people on Earth that that, that watch sports anime, and I'm one of those (laughs) people. So the chances of somebody watching in the chat live liking sports anime is probably very small, but regardless. It must be done.
0: Were those like elementary school students squaring off against like okay, college yeah, students?
1: Sort of. Okay, so this anime is definitely a kids' sports anime. Kind of like, yeah, uh, kind of like Inazuma Eleven. Mm-hmm. Ginga A Kickoff is an anime about a boy named Sho who is a sixth grader, and he his old soccer team disbands, the Momotaro Predators. And so, right from the beginning of the show, he's trying to reassemble a team of players to recreate this, so this soccer team, because he loves soccer, even though he's not very good at it. So the show starts out, he's trying to put the team together. So at the beginning of the show, he doesn't really have much soccer, actually, like, playing soccer at all, because it's, he has to find players and you need, like, ten people. So he finds a girl, um, having a hard time remembering all the names in the show, Erika, who is pretty good at soccer. She is a a very fast runner, you know, and she's she's kind of the only female presence in the show generally. And then show, and then really, really the only other three three people that matter are are these triplets, the Futia triplets. And they are these triplets that all play soccer, and they're very well. They coordinate very well together because they know each other so well. So they do. They have really great teamwork. But those are the five players that matter in the show. There's others, but like they're not worth mentioning. And then there's the coach, who is an ex-soccer player. And he himself um, loves soccer and, and wants to be involved in it somehow, even though he got injured playing, and so he can't play anymore. Mm. And so, the show is generally pretty good. It starts out just assembling the team, and then it moves into like a, kind of like a training phase, where show and uh, Erika go and they play with the when they first get their team assembled they have to practice right so they go and, and here was the first thing that really raised my eyebrows and at this point in the show I was not sold on it they play like the national women's team which if you know anything about Japan's national women's team it uh, it sort of won the world cup
0: <laughs> really good
1: yeah so yeah they're sort of good and they won the silver, silver medal in the last Olympics so and they actually score a goal on them on the women's team right hmm if I recall they scored a a couple goals and I'm thinking to myself okay these are 11 year olds playing grown adult women professionals who won the World Cup there is not a hair's chance in hell that these kids would even come close to scoring a goal or would even possess the ball for more than 3% of the match and yet it happened and I'm just thinking that is so incredibly unrealistic there's no but I mean I know it's anime but it is sports so more than any more than any anime genre, maybe sports is supposed to be at least at times for some shows rooted in some kind of realism. And yes, there are some sports anime like *Prince of Tennis* that are vastly unrealistic because they're doing like, oh, I can hit ten tennis balls at once, you know, you know, things yeah. like that. But the shotgun tennis ball fire and whatever. But
0: Nelly, Nelly in the chat. Uh, brings up a good question, how did they even get to play the women's soccer team
1: they uh, trying to remember they they go to they go to the camp and i and show and Eddie go go to the camp and by themselves before the team's formed if I remember correctly, and they sort of just by happenstance start talking with with like the coach with mm-hmm. the, with the captain of the team and they have like a camp there where there's a junior adult team and there's like a youth team. Right. And so they get their team together and they go and they play the youth team and they beat the snot out of them, which is also unrealistic. Because the national youth team would not lose to a random Yeah. A random group of sixth graders that had barely practiced at all together. And because and because they beat the the two lower teams, the I think the adult team was interested and so they played them. I think that's how I, I this show has been running I feel like forever, so I can't remember exactly. Uh, where was I? Okay, so all yeah, right. so Slam Dunk and Hajime no Hero and not and One Outs and all this other sports anime—they're all very, fairly realistic. But this show had some things in it that weren't, even though it's it, it it goes along the same lines as those. All in all, the show was pretty slow to start. I mean, it, it, if it eventually moved into into this phase where they played in a tournament. Because their goal is to become the best in the universe, and I, if my Japanese knowledge, Ginga is a uh, universe or, or galaxy, and so like kick off kick off to the galaxy or something like that. So so that's their goal, and they play in a tournament, and they do well, and they come in second, and the reason I gave that spoiler is because this is going to be a long show. It's this is this is a review on the first season, okay. Because there's not even any breath, there's not even a sniff of the show ending, so it's gonna keep going. It, I mean, for what I for all I know, there could be 150 episodes.
0: So maybe instead of putting an official score out, do you want to give like? a... am gonna
1: give it a score, and then I'm going to re- review it probably again in like a in like another year and a half when it's finally done. Okay. Yeah. But the show, I it really started to pick up speed for me around like the fifth, like the 17th episode. I know that sounds like a long time to wait. But, Uh, I mean, I I waited. Well, if the show's
0: going to be, I don't know, though, if the show's going to be, like, 100 episodes, really getting going around 17 is a little bit more forgivable to me.
1: Let me just say that the show didn't suck, but for whatever reason, even though I like soccer, watching soccer is not interesting to me, and I've been through this before, where it's hard to show soccer in in, in a manner that it's captured well on screen because there's just too much happening at once. And if you focus on individual characters, you just get lost in what's happening on the elsewhere. Yeah. So baseball right. is perfect because it's just the pitcher and the batter generally. But the show doesn't do a terrible job of depicting the action. The characters don't do ridiculously unrealistic things like, like it's not like Shaolin soccer where they light the ball on fire and kick it, you know. So it's not going to have that kind of prince of, prince of tennis flair. Some of the some of the sixth grade kids do things that sixth grade kids wouldn't really be able to do, like bicycle kicks and things like that. But um, the show is generally pretty enjoyable. I think that for for maybe for, for the youth of Japan, it's probably very enjoyable because a lot of kids play soccer, yeah, and table tennis, which is why I wonder why there aren't more table tennis anime. Maybe it's just not interesting, although I think it really could be interesting. Um, and towards the end of the show, they get they get some new players, and they, they're heading into the second season with, with a revamped roster looking to be even more ambitious. And so the, the show kind of went from maybe a three to probably more like a three and a half for me well, by the time it wrapped up the first season. So I'm gonna give it three and a half. Uh, three and a half uh, sixth-grade soccer players that play like Pele out of five. And I will say that it's better than Whistle, which is another anime, I've, I, another soccer anime. And I think I like it better than an Eyeshield Shield 21, which is not which is not soccer, but I didn't find iShow to be particularly enjoyable and alright it's it, it's worth a watch for younger audiences and maybe for fans of soccer all right. so I think that's about all it's gonna be all long right. so if that's not you don't devote yourself to it
0: thank you Mitsugi thank you Roko this has been Absolutely. episode 154 of the Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast as always you can find us at com, itunes don't forget, drop us a rating, especially if you like us. We It makes our weeks to read them. Facebook.com forward slash Anime Addicts Anonymous Podcast. Like the AAA on Facebook, yeah. join the community, get all the updates. And don't
1: forget, it makes us look good if we have more reviews than everybody else. Yes. There, 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 are, there are a handful does. of anime podcasts that have far more reviews than we do, but they've been around longer. But, uh... So we have to help. We have to catch up.
0: And likes on Facebook. Likes on Facebook also look good. So get get your little sister, your family, tell your, your fr- brother, tell
1: your friends, hold them at gunpoint, and make them listen. No,
0: don't do that. No, yeah. oh, don't. Don't do that one.
1: How about water gun?
0: Uh. Potato gun. I don't think we can endorse any
1: <laughs> Okay and yeah,
0: broadcasting live every Sunday night at 8pm EST now 10am JST on ustream.tv forward slash channel forward slash anime dash addicts dash anonymous dash podcast thank you all- to all of you who joined us live tonight and every night um, taking us out tonight is the anim- is the song Install Extreme from the anime Buso Shinki by the artist Kana Asumi so have a great one everyone
1: see you guys next week See you guys.